We hot. We here. Gonna make this a quick one because tonight is Nogi night. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm just excited about Nogi night. All right. Welcome back. We missed y'all. We here again. Like we told y'all we was going to be. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. It's me, Armani T, and we got B in the building. We here to talk about UFC 283, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill, and shout out to the motherfucking champ. But we're going to get into it. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. Let's get it. Hot yeah, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science, apply it. Worst come to worst, try it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, it's the effort I admire. You're higher than the to this point. Oh my God, my circle is smaller than the point. I'd rather sit in their voice than hearing the people in their voice. We here for UFC 283. We won't get straight into the no-cap recap. We're going to do it how we always do it. And we're going to start off in the Bantamweight division with Simon Oliveira versus Daniel Marcos. And that was the round two, TKO. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it was quick. I'm glad, like, it started off the card, like, trying to make a statement. It seemed like Oliveira had something to prove. And yep. Marcos was not having it because he was just all over it. So I'd appre- I appreciated this one. It, they, they helped start it off pretty good with this one. Yeah, I like it because it's like this was an underdog win, but at the same time, don't let me forget saying that Brazil fucking showed out. Let's not yeah, let this did. this first fight uh think that Brazil ain't coming and pull up because they did. Uh, uh, this was an underdog. Uh, Daniel Marcos he came through like B said, like he was on a mission. Yeah. He was he definitely had to weather a little storm, but at the same time, he he did what he needed to do to get the TKO. Yeah. So he got this W. We're going to just move on to the next one. This was the first fight of the night. So first yeah. fight of the night was already starting out excellent. Yeah, and it wasn't going into Brazil's favor. But the excitement was there. The excitement and Brazil, was very much there. Brazil crowd is way nastier than any other crowd. Like, like we talking about New York. We talking about Boston. Talking about the Bay. No, no. Those crowds in Brazil, nah, they not fucking playing. You don't if if you understand uh Portuguese, then you understand that they, they sing it or they're screaming, kill them or knock them out like to the top of their lungs. Well huh? to Sharon was saying, like, even though they're saying that, it's just it means they mean business and that they want to win the fight, not necessarily actually kill you. No, nah, they drunk enough to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they was <laughs> they was lit. That's it was. was lit. And it wasn't that big, but it was lit. Like it was turned up. Next, Josie Nunez versus Zariah Farron from France. And I thought that she was going to take this one from, from under Nunez, but Nunez, her experience yeah. and, and the time that she's been doing this just came through and that perseverance was, was there. The yeah. gas tank for Farron was not there. No, because uh, Nunez, she weathered the storm. Like, Farron had the first round. I was like, man, she's going to do it. She's going to take it. That gas tank just kind of quit on her and she just kind of went in survival mode and apparently she had like uh she was off for three years but you know i'm just uh i was hoping she'd just come through but it didn't go it didn't go out that way but at least she didn't get knocked out you know if you can't win it she made it all three rounds it mm-hmm. wasn't looking good for her. and 
and and Nunez was like right at the perfect height just to touch her chin all the time anytime she wanted to mm-hmm. and that made things a little bit more difficult but I wish I wish uh, Farron was able to just keep her at bay and just keep touching her up like she did in the first round so I was a little disappointed but I'm I'm looking forward to see what she comes out with next for sure who uh Farron Oh, not Nunez. <laughs> she just fucking wanted to fight. Yeah, she just wanted to fight. So well, like... well, well, Farron, yeah, because she has like she has all the pieces to the puzzle besides the gas tank and the yeah. feet. Yeah. So like she with the height and being able to keep people at bay, those things, like she could do that with her jab whenever she's fresh. Yeah. So like it's 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 like maintaining that freshness. Yeah, absolutely. Next. We're going to welterweight. Warley Alvarez, one of the, you know, somewhat a, a Brazilian legend. You know, UFC legend versus Nicholas Dalby. Uh, Nicholas Dalby came through with the W, even though this was another underdog uh, win. Mm-hmm. Dalby just had pressure. He constantly kept pushing forward, and he was putting hands on Warley Alvarez. Uh, Warley Alvarez. Alvarez had his moments, but at the same time, Dalby was just constantly making contact. Yeah. Shout so, out to Dalby on that one. With the fresh, but it's... They stay fresh and tall. They stay fresh all fight. So, you know, shout out to your hairdresser. Okay. Next, uh, Ismail Bonfim versus Terrence McKinney. This one hurt my damn heart. Hurt my feelings. This one hurt my heart. Performance of the night, too. I don't know. but Oh, no, his brother didn't get one. He got one. But Okay, y'all can split that up. What I didn't appreciate about this one was Terrence McKinney. He looked like he had a bunch of fear in him. And I think that's what threw him off that night. He didn't look confident when he walked out. He didn't look confident when they was introducing him. And then right before he got knocked out, the fear was right there in his Mm -hmm. eyes before he got knocked out. So, you know, you got to shake that off and just come out fearless. Mm -hmm. And you just be your great self and have it as your fight. Yeah, because that's like in any sport, like, football like basketball anything anytime that's that like that quick moment that moment of like ah ah i with your eyes closed you know what i mean that's when you get hurt that's when something bad happens you know so it's just like that's in every sport so it's just like just you know mental health coach you know sometimes those things help for things like of that nature and mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes it's just like you get one of those you he he's this is his first ufc fight and they want him to fight you they must think this guy is the guy so I can see the pressures that could be added to that, but it's just mm-hmm. like you gotta believe in yourself, believe in believe in them hands. Cause yeah. you got it. You he got did. the so just putting the mental piece together. Absolutely. Next, <laughs> Luan Lacerda versus Cody Stammon. And Cody Stammon came through with the W, you know, for the States. They had to get one in. Uh this one you was Unanis. And I think that uh Lacerda wasn't being like assertive enough in this one i think cody stammon just did everything that he needed to do he was putting the hands together and the ground game was looking nice from you know especially what lacerda is able to do you know mm-hmm. so cody stammon gonna keep moving up in the bandway and doing his thing but i didn't know brazil had some dogs like that for real like i really didn't put it in perspective like that you know well what you thought <laughs> all right so next shamil versus jay alta almeida and this one, like I was saying, like Brazil has dogs. Like this is what we talking about. Like we talking about title contender type vibes. Like this was a what round two TKO. Yeah. He and he in the he not a heavyweight for real. He like in the middle. 
he is going to be a champion. I love watching him fight because he seems to have a well-rounded game. And mm -hmm. the way he picked that man up when he was, what, 30 pounds heavier than him and just slammed him twice, he made a mockery of this man for sure. And a great place to do that in your hometown, Brazil. Yeah, and when he started getting up there with the other heavyweights, he's going to be exposing them because yeah. it's like he has, like, the speed. He has, like, the hands. Mm -hmm. But it's just like... This was the fight where we started to see a little bit of the cardio. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's going to be the question when it comes to those five round fights. Yeah. So I hope that like, that's why he he's a super get it done early type of guy. <laughs> but I think he was conserving energy because he wasn't able to get him out with the punches at first. So you don't want to just empty your gas tank. You want to conserve it because we might go all three rounds. So to me, it looked I, more like conserving. I, I could see that for sure. I yeah. can see that for sure, but I'm just saying, like, towards the, like, in in the middle of that second round, mm -hmm. to me, that's when, it, like, you could tell when fatigue starts to set in a, a little bit, and he was working a lot. Yeah, So it's he just was. like, like, he was trying to get him out there in the first, it didn't happen in the first, and then that's when the second, like, he went immediately to the game plan, and I think that, like, that was smart. Like, he just kind of, like, restarts every round as if it's the first round, like, yeah. you know, instead of, like, first round, second round, I could take second round off, like, no. No, just get go in there and get it done. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what's next for him. Yeah, you said that's that's big words. You said champion. That's big word. That's gonna be a champion. I hey, run it back when hey, it the, happens. Run it air, back. The air gets thin up there though, because like you know, yeah. John Jones got eight fights in him. <laughs> the air gets thin up there. You got Cyril gone, like Tatuy. But I, I think he will expose Tatuy Bossa for real. Uh, Cyril like, gone already did. In a, in a bad in a bad way. That's what I'm saying. I think Jalton would do the same thing, but yeah. probably faster. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like takedowns and all that stuff. Like zero mm -hmm. gone takedown game and wrestling game is not like that. You know? Yeah. Like his his is like that aggressive jujitsu that we be talking about. Yes. Like that that's. <laughs> That's so, what yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah, performance oh, of the this, night, too. And that's going to be the last time he in the prelims. My man about to be main oh, yeah. car from here Absolutely. on out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they keep putting them on the uh, pay-per-views, too. So, yeah, I feel mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Next, we got Gabriel Bonfim, one of the one of the two of the Bonfim brothers, mm -hmm. versus Lazes. And this one was finished in round one submission. Round one. Bonfim. He left it open, though. Yeah, but... The thing about it was like it was straight guillotine. Yeah, so he, left he his just neck wide open though. Yeah, it was it was straight guillotine. He got it done fast. I know uh, Lazes was sick. Easy Cause money because it's just like that. That's how he come in the UFC. Like get get him out of here. Um, feed me. That's how he come in the UFC. So mm -hmm. shout out to Gabriel to, to the to Gabriel Bonfim and the Bonfim brothers uh, for you know they're coming in with a vengeance, coming in making a storm through the welterweight and the bantamweight. Yeah. Next, we got Tiago Moises versus Costa. And this was a lightweight. Both guys was from Brazil in this one. Yeah. Tiago Moises came through. It was just the experience. Costa yeah. was was being kind of complacent and in certain spots. Costa also, he took it on two weeks notice. It was two days or two weeks. He took it on short notice. And I think he did a great job for you know, defending himself. He didn't have much of the aggression, but he did a good job defending the choke a couple of times in round one. And then I guess fatigue just set in or, you know, it could have been the lights or the moment. And it was just, it was over from that, but he did a good job. And, and Thiago 
said he was tougher than he thought he would be mm-hmm. and he had much more defense than he expected. And so, like, when that happens, I, I can always appreciate that. And I believe that was his first fight in the UFC as well. So I think he did a good job. Uh, He didn't get knocked out in round one. So that's always a plus when it's your first one. But Tiago Moises was was planning to walk through him, like straight up walk through him. So that's that's why that like of course you're gonna you're gonna think that anything's difficult if you expect to just walk through somebody. If they hit you once or twice, then they're like, damn, you you caught me twice. And I think (laughs) that's what that will that's kind of like what it was like. Like in this one, Tiago Moises has so much experience. He faced so many different competitors, and Costa is kind of new in the game. But at the same time, this showed a lot for Costa in his growth. Yeah. You know, so like he went against a, a tough challenger, and he he was playful. He and clearly he didn't take it as serious as he should have taken it because of short the two week notice. I'm yeah. sure that's probably why it was like that. But at the same yeah. time, he still put in some work. So he did his thing. Yeah. Speaking of newcomers and putting in work. Woo! It was a Bruno Fiera uh, defeats Gregory Rodriguez. I don't think nobody saw this coming. But I did. I said somebody's going to capitalize on his slow movement. And it just so happened to be a guy fresh into the UFC. And it kind of worked out in his favor. He saw the opening. He took it. And it worked out for him. Yes, this is what hungry people look like. And so, you know, I believe... Rodriguez is going to bounce back from that, but you know, that just puts a big spotlight on Bruno uh, because people are going to be on the lookout for you. People are going to be coming for you. Don't rely so much on that knockout power and be looking for that all the time. Yes. Stay in the gym. Don't get complacent and shouts out to you. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Big W. That was a big W. That was a good one. He came out. I don't even know how it was like a jab that knocked him out too. So that just shows the power. You know, and he and his name is Hulk too. Like, uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> we understand. We see now. We see why your name is Hulk. We get it. Yeah. And that was RoboCop. So you just, you just broke RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Next, Shogun Hua versus Ior Pariera. And this one was round one finish. It was time. It was time a few fights ago. I'm not going to lie. Shogun Hua is now retiring. Shout out to him. Shout out to what he's done for the the sport. You know, sometimes guys got to go out on their shield, and this was one of them. And yeah. Ehor's dance at the end was super weird. <laughs> Just and throwing cringy. that out there. Super, super cringe. Like, most probably yeah, cr- most it, cringiest moment of 2023 so far. I said um, this guy was going to get knocked out because that's, yeah. that's what's happening. When you're staying past the time that you should stay, like, he had your fumbled and rumbled a little bit but he wasn't able to capitalize on it and end up getting knocked out but that dance at the end it was disgusting just mm-mm. and then i was reading online and people were like he is the worst fighter for that now because of his dance at the end just the whole movement and the aspect of it it, was, it didn't show any respect or any regards to this man being knocked out that man could have died and the only reason why everybody was upset about the dance because it was shogun hood and it was his retirement fight. It was his uh, last fight. No, it was because just, it was a do, nasty people dance. Do, people do, yeah. The, what helped make the dance seem so much more cringe was that it was Shogun Hood's who was last fight. And I could see if like he didn't say that he was going to retire, but he, he he came out. This is my last fight. Yeah. Like so, keep it respectful. Like you are gonna have plenty more fights in the UFC, and you gonna you got to do that Shogun Hood because he he really just put a, a little damper over his win. Yeah, because that was a big win, and and Ehor, all jokes aside, like he's nice. He's like he's all right. He like he has 
He's been working his way up in the UFC. He still is. But at the same time, he's taken away from himself and taken away from his celebrity by him doing dumb shit like that, thinking it's cool. Shout out to Shogun Hood on the retirement. Next, we out of the prelims now. We in the main card. Gotta go through this main card. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Number 12. Johnny Walker got the W. Yeah, he did. On some weird shit. Paul Craig tried to do some jujitsu and Johnny Walker just capitalized on it. This man, his arms (laughs) got locked when he got hit. It seemed like they were stuck there and he could not let go. Exactly. And just got knocked out. And it was it was bad. I didn't I did not see that coming. I did not expect that. I honestly thought Paul Craig was gonna take this, but it did not work out like that. So Shouts out to Johnny Walker. He's still trying to prove himself, and he's he's been getting better with each fight. Yeah, because I think his last fight was like Kudalaba. I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Johnny Walker, he is coming back up, and I think that's what happens. Like the champions come through, the the people who are now champions or will eventually be champions, they come through and they beat guys like that. And those guys, like sometimes they lose their luster and just start getting on a, a losing run. But Johnny Walker getting back on the horse and doing what he need to do. That's yeah. what's up. Yes. You know? Next, we got Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade, number six. Andrade came through with the W. She, this, they should have stopped this motherfucking fight. They should have stopped this fight. This fight was, I felt so bad for Lauren. Is I don't know why her coach didn't throw in a towel. I don't know if they were trying to show grit or whatever the case may be, but I don't think that girl going to fight again after this. She got beat up. Shout out to my boo, Jessica Andrade. Yeah, Andrade was putting on the pressure. So, but at the same time, it's like I don't know if she was just being cautious or playing with her food. But at the same time, it's just like there was opportunities to to get that done, and I don't know what stopped it. I don't know. Murphy Maybe more Murphy, Lauren Murphy, she just a, a dog. No, yeah. yes, you can have a chin and a face, all that. But at the same time, it's just like it's putting somebody in that spot where they they can't defend themselves, and she didn't put her in that spot. You know, she was always on her feet, standing up, moving around. You know, and if it was something like that, Lauren Murphy got out of it. So yeah. Lauren Murphy's the dog. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say retirement right there. She, she fought Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade is nice. She's a title competitor. She fought for the title many times, a couple times. Retirement. So it's just like hopefully now people see what she's doing and it gets her closer to a title shot. Speaking of getting somebody closer to a title shot, next we talking about Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. <laughs> Gilbert Burns got this one done in the first round because his wife told him not to get his face messed up and don't bang. That's what's up. Like, that's all we want to do. We just want to be on our wife's good side. That's it. We That's it. Like, what, what I got to do? Just, all right. Next. <laughs> Magny, though. Neil Magny really was talking up a good game and really had us thinking he was about to beat Gilbert Burns' ass. He had me. He had me. But at the same time, Gilbert like... Gilbert Burns said, maybe he knows something I don't know. No, and, and, that, and that's what... That, that <laughs> that's was what part. stood out the most <laughs> that was the part but clearly Gilbert Burns was they he was right like and, and he said it like they be like him he in a group chat where everybody in the rankings and they be talking about how Neil Magny like is not one of the best guys what's his name was just talking about Neil Magny when he was talking about Gilbert Burns Gilbert Burns said Bilal was ducking him and uh, Bilal went online and said that Gilbert's not ducking him because he had to fight Sean Brady was just, he said a white version of him without the throw. So I, but at the same time, Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad might be fighting next. That's what, that's what I want to get to that. But Neil Magny, keep working yourself to get good fights. These are managed. This is a management thing. Gilbert Burns was not Gilbert Burns was supposed to be the fight after the the next fight that you had. Yeah. Gilbert Burns said, uh, he wanted to get that jujitsu up. 
Gilbert Burns said he wanted to get back to his jujitsu, which got him into the UFC in the first place instead mm-hmm. of just banging with people. So he did want to make a statement about getting it to the ground and staying to the ground. Because honestly, I don't think he wanted to bang with Neil Magny, especially with that reach. Exactly. So he got to take it to somewhere where he's comfortable, which is the ground, and get it done quick. And he did that. So Exactly. Neil Magny, we, since we're in the same area, if you want to come to the gym, stop by the gym, and we could just do just, just work, I'm with it. I'm with it. That'll be mm. that'll be a good look because that was just like controlling head and arm type shit that you being so close to the cage is what really fucked up those things for you. But at the same time, it's Gilbert Burns being aggressive and, and you know that ain't no way everything. It's not, but it helps. It helps. It helps, but at the same time, it's just like Neil Magny was closer to the fundamentals, so like he had the opportunity to grab his leg, he especially didn't. being as long as as long as he was. He didn't know. He didn't have time to grab his leg. I mean, he didn't react. Saying? I'm saying he didn't react the way he yeah. was supposed to to defend it. So okay, that, yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that he was closer to the fundamentals, but at the same time, that was missing. So it's just like I think sometimes when guys be in the UFC and they be in their gym, they be getting little passes, you know, because they got to worry about other things too. Yeah. So, ooh, next, 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 Davidson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. This is not did it. This did not end the way I wanted it to end, but. I don't Real know quick. why everybody else is satisfied. Real quick, don't put your kids in a promo. Don't put your kids in a promo. Davidson Figueroa put his kids in the promo? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Put, Remember he did. we talked about That's it? We a... said it'll be the, the turning point if he wins. But Brandon Moreno had this composure about him. He had this look in his eyes. Like, this is about to be the last one. And Davidson Figueroa, he was just like, I'm your daddy, just playing around and just he got beside himself and he got to cut too much weight. It, it's too many, too many things against him yeah. for him to win this fight. And I think Brandon Moreno did a phenomenal job and this should have been the TKO because he couldn't open his eye. Like I, I'm not, you know, as happy, but like he still beat him up. He dominated every, every round. So like, what more do you want from this man? We're going to see, we're going to see uh, how many more people start throwing hooks with they, with their thumb poking out instead of with the fist. Because Ooh. this this hook that he did with his thumb out, like pretty much just throwing like a random just arm. And that's what went straight into his eyeball. So it's almost like it was ga- it's almost like gouging the eye or getting your eye gouged a little bit uh and getting it closed up. Once he hit that shit, that shit closed the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the other eye poke, that wasn't nothing. Like, he tried to, he tried to, he, I'm sure he figured that was a, a poke because he felt something pointy go into his eye. Yeah. So. And then I said, I said, I called it before. I was like, somebody's going to have to lead a division. Whoever loses is going to have to lead the division. You called that. David, yeah. I was like, if they saying this is the last fight, somebody's going to have to lead the division. And I figured it was going to be Davidson Figueredo because he, one, he cuts too much weight to be in this class and two i knew he was gonna lose and they don't want to continue <laughs> to have you know davidson figueredo uh, and brandon moreno round 33 or you know ufc 33 which i saw a bunch of jokes about and i thought it was funny but but yeah so he got he got another division's problems no nah, he, he got another problem that he wouldn't even think about pantosia and pantosia was that, thinking that about think, it pantosia probably been thinking about it every one through four 
<laughs> Pantosha been thinking about that. <laughs> this title shot one through motherfucking it's, four. They fought four times before. Look, this is crazy though. Now I'm thinking about it. Like Pantosha, like David, uh, Brandon Moreno got to elevate four fights for at the highest level. Win, lose, or draw. He got to he got to get all that growth inside of that. Mm-hmm. But Pantosha's been waiting for title shots, fighting two, three, four, five. So now it's just like I want to see what Pantoja do his, now. His turn. Pantoja got a mental control over him too. Yeah, but it's a different Brandon Moreno, so he's able exactly. to have have all that experience. So like, it's not the same one he fought before. So like, I get what you're saying, but he has time to elevate in these championship fights that he's been taking yeah. prior. You know, prior to their fight. I'm sure he's next. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he better be next. That's it. Or, or we or we right. You right. I don't know. I could care less. No, you no, because Brandon Moreno, he got his belt. You cool. I'm cool. He got his belt. <laughs> so shout out to Brandon Moreno on getting his belt and making it happen, mm-hmm. being composed and like yeah. being a champion. Yes. Next, shout out to the champ. We got Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. And this one, this one was the fight of the night. Of course, absolutely. Jamal Hill was number seven. Now he's the champion. This was like a Cinderella story. This was dope because at the same time, it's just like, if it would have got finished early, it would have been so much conversation, so much, all that extra talking, but he had to do this five. He had to do these five rounds to get this, this hardware. And it's just like, now he really earned it. And he showed everybody like, now I'm confused because at first I thought Jamal Hill was coming up, like just knocking dudes out. Just not no skill, not too much skill, just knocking dudes out. And then now in that one fight, he showed all of what what he been trying to tell everybody in that one fight. Yeah. So now I can really see him beating uh beating Prohaska. I can see him beating um Glover again. I can see him beating Jan. I can see him beating Pajera. So all those like he he just opened everybody's eyes. Like now he's now he's the people's champ. I just want to say I called it. I knew when Global Teixeira lost this that he was going to retire. He had one more fight left in him, and he also told his coaches, win, lose, or draw, he was going to retire after this fight. So that's all I'm saying. Like I can tell based off the last fight that he had that uh, with Yuri, I was like, this man got one more fight left in him, and then he's he's going to be gone. So now he wants to focus on Pereira, which is what he should do. And just, but Pereira looked like he just like somebody beat up his dad. Like yep. he was staring at Jamal with the nastiest look on his face. Like I'm coming for you. Like yep. this is personal now. I I saw that as it was happening when when they were like, because they they had cut to Pereira a few times, and I'm like, why Pereira looking so mad? Like what? Like and then you was like one of his teammates just lost, and I'm thinking like, that's a different. Like nah, he want to fuck him up for real. Mm-hmm. That shit's personal, and that's when I see the memes after the fact. I was like, okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only. Per- I'm glad I wasn't tripping. Like yeah. I, I saw it. Yeah, that demeanor changed. Like I could see in the rounds when they were in the corner. Like his face it was changing each round. It was getting worse and worse. I like I know you not gonna win this, but I could win this for you when I go up and fight him. Yeah, if you think Global Teixeira ain't about is not about to prep him for the fight with Jamal Hill, you done lost your mind. Absolutely. So, he gonna he gonna have him on that ground. That's the that's the one thing Glover Teixeira gonna have him working on that ground. Yeah, because he already got yeah. the hands. So exactly. and, and and Izzy kind of exposed the ground game. Like it's not mm-hmm. there. Yep. 
Just saying. All right. And that was the no cap recap for UFC 283. Shout out to Jamal Hill. Shout out to Brandon Moreno. Shout out to the to the new champs. Brandon Moreno is the only interim champ to actually get the belt when he went up against the champion. He's the first one to do that. So he he just keeping two belts right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that goes, but do somebody fight for the interim? What happens with that? That's the question. Somebody need to answer that. Somebody need to answer know. that. Dana, Dana, and we need you to answer that. How does that no, work? No, Dana needs to interim? not be on nothing because he's who supposed to be the... taking 30 days off. Yeah. <laughs> what happened been, with that? We've been counting your 30 days, Dana. What? It ain't been, been 30 days. You. Yeah, we've been seeing you. <laughs> the fuck is up with that? Go ahead, do your little 30 days. So that's crazy. I, I guess 30 that's, days. Yes, that's the, crazy. When he not doing media press, those are the days that count. That's something. <laughs> that's the dumbest shit. Just that's crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. John Jones was stripped of his title. Just saying. For some, you know, a lot less. You know how that go. You yeah. know. White you privilege. know. Dana White privilege. <laughs> it worked for him too. But all right, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. And make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you find us, or we're going to make sure we find you, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all the, anywhere you could listen to a podcast, <laughs> we're there. So we're going we're gonna to see y'all next time when y'all coming back. So we're going to be back next week when we're talking about this Derek Lewis and uh, Spivak fight. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. And we out of here. That's why I use a heat as a sword. Cause keeping peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one is two. Please. Don't leave. That's three. Four. If you do.